Hello and welcome to this edition of Talking Europe. Farmers are blocking motorways and protesting across Europe. They are besieging Paris as we are recording this programme. There are protests in Germany and in Belgium, including here, the European district, and in Romania, where you come from, Dacian Cholos. Welcome to our programme. You are an MEP with the Renew Group here at the European Parliament. You're a former commissioner in charge of agriculture and rural development and a former Romanian prime minister. Thank you for being with us. Agriculture has been at the centre of your career. Our other guest is Francesco Guerrero. Welcome to the programme. Uh, you are a member of the Greens, the Greens group here uh, in uh, the European Parliament and also you're a member of the Agri Committee. Now, first, I'd like to ask you both, starting with you, maybe, uh, Mr. Cholos, what do you think of uh, these protests? Do you understand why the farmers are in the street, including in your own country, Romania? I think uh, the biggest mistake we can do is to think that these protests are conjunctural ones. Uh, in my opinion, this is a co combination of several elements accumulated on, uh, on the time, uh, which put pressure more and more on the farmers and they feel uh, the need to, to express this publicly. What is surprisingly, because you mentioned uh, they, they block in some uh, highways, access in some big cities, and despite this fact, uh, a poll in Romania some days ago proved that 93% of the Romanian population understand and support uh, the reaction of farmers, which means that what farmers express for some specific problems related to agriculture are resonating also with other parts of the uh, population uh, because of accumulation of several crises, economic crisis with increasing of uh, cost of energy, with a direct impact of production cost of uh, farmers. The way that European Union managed uh, Green Deal related to economic aspects in agriculture, we need Green Deal, in my opinion. A lot of measures are necessary, but the way that we discussed it and uh, decided on it without taking into account an economic evaluation of impact on farmers, I think it was a mistake. On the eastern part of Europe, there is also the pressure of uh, Ukrainian cereals on our internal market, putting the price even lowest as long as the production costs are uh, increasing because of the price of uh, energy, energy. Uh, mainly. And Globally speaking, the farmers need uh, a vision, a perspective, uh, mm. need a future. And don't having uh, this, they, they are afraid about they, their future. You're part of yeah. the, the Greens. Mm -hmm. This vision, does it not exist at the moment? Do you feel that the, the, the farmers are out in the street because they've been left to their own devices? Uh, well, I think this vision uh, is, is on the table for more than 40 years. We in the Greens are uh, talking about these issues uh, since the 80s. And so this is not a lack of vision, it's a lack of political leadership in our perspective. And although I agree that there are some external factors due to the Ukrainian war, due to the ecological crisis, this is a mismanagement of the prospect of this sector. For example, we are still debating on a common agricultural policy, the incentives to produce foods. And the incentives, we could have changed it in the beginning of this mandate, but we did not. So we had just a small percentage of eco-schemes that can be used 
by farmers to change their way of producing food to a more sustainable one, for example. But it's just a small portion. The majority of the funds continue to uh, support the same traditional production system. And we kind of see that it's not, it's not um, the quantity and the quality of products because we still lose one third of our food production. It's the entire model that is being built. So it's responsibility of a division here in the EU. That's why we voted against the common agricultural policy in 2019. But it's also national states that don't have the vision to, to change and help the farmers to make this transition. And I think we, we, we have to understand that farmers are right. And I think on this we agree, farmers are right. But they are being used by extreme agendas to push for a, a production and economic model that will not benefit them in a, a long and a small run and also in a longer run and unfortunately uh, i think we, we we are missing an opportunity to talk to farmers to say that they can have a, a better prospect if the incentives and the structural uh, system is changed we still continue to see that farmers the bigger the bigger percentage small and medium farmers are not getting the income that they they need to even survive mm. and so the bigger powerhouses that are co correlated to bigger animal production cycles, for example, the big chemical industries, um, are, are the ones that most benefit from these incentives. And so we really need to rethink the structural aspects at the EU level, but also at national level, to really give the farmers the opportunity that they need also to fight climate change. They are really important and they are a very important tool to fight climate change. For example, in Portugal, not, in the south, 70% of the water is going to be cut uh, if we don't have uh, changes in our agricultural system. This is a dramatic situation. But is, is, are the farmers not lost in the transition, if, if you will, in a sense where, uh, you know, I was, I'm also a reporter for France 24, I was on the tractors with them near Paris uh, last week, and they were telling me, we don't understand, we're asked to, uh, to, to have these uh, ecological norms we have to respond to, we have to respect, and then on the other hand, the European... Uh, union is opening markets now it's the Mercosur deal which be, which is being discussed right now and they feel that in a, in a sense uh, they are both asked to make great efforts uh, that they're not considered for the efforts they're making and that the European Union basically is creating distorting competition and dumping uh, agricultural products from abroad on their markets this is why I told about coherence on, uh, on the way that we implement all this vision, because I agree we need to take care on the soil, the quality of soil, the biodiversity, uh, the water. All these elements are not only uh, natural resources, but are also elements of production for farmers. So they are the first interested mm. to keep on it. But the way uh, uh, to do that lack of coherence. And there is another element. When we make an impact assessment on these measures, the Commission came to us with an environmental impact assessment, not an economic impact mm. assessment. So what we should do as politicians when we take a decision, we should take into account the complexity of the process. When we talk about the farmers, the, their main mission is to produce food mm. for us, and the European Union is also a big exporter. Uh, we also have to take care of natural resources, so environmental uh, fight against climate change. But there is another element uh, with the same level of importance is the income of farmers. How we will build in the future the income of farmers combining the price of the food on the market, which is uh, 
fluctuating uh, with a very high uh, level uh, and uh, having a new constraint uh, or do we are we able to take into account the value the public value of this uh, uh, environmental uh, aspect that we ask to, to farmers so I think we have to take this into account and to put in coherence several European policies agricultural policy with environmental policy with trade policy mm. with uh, uh, with uh, competition policy because all the food chain should be involved in this process of transition to, to green our, our uh, agri-food uh, sector. But and for example, right now, yeah. But right now you see, for example, in France, we have farmers on the street and we have the French government who is now, and Gabriel Attal, the prime minister, said it in his general policy speech uh, just recently, he says, right, France is going to fight the Mercosur free trade agreement. Is that a good idea or not? Because I've been looking and I've been reading papers saying also that this is irresponsible, that in the future... Europe will need these markets for its industry, for its financial services, that it's also a way of blocking China, uh, who is investing heavily in Latin America. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, so should we or should we not have this agreement, according to you two? I'd like to have your, both your answers. And uh, do you, because obviously there's a, wider, there's a wider game here as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think that's, that's, that's really relevant when we look at the overall system. And I would not be very afraid of China because China is, is uh, having a, a massive crisis that we will feel. Evergrande just filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. And so this, this will bring a lot of, a lot of problems to, to other countries that make trade agreements with China. Uh, and, but the question of, of the international trade agreements that we have is the way they are built in. If we look at uh, Mercosur and especially Brazil, the ones who are promoting these agreements are the big rural um, areas, so the, the big landowners. It's not the, the medium and small uh, farmers. It's not the, the indigenous communities. So it's a big powerhouse. And who is going to benefit more here in Europe is the industrialized uh, sector that will sell the machinery to them. So we are not even having the responsibility of caring for these countries and this region, and we are going to help the deindustrialization of the entire uh, South, South continent. So it's not really responsible. And this will fuel the anger of, of European farmers. That's their rights. They, are, they, they will not compete. It's not possible to compete mm. with, for example, beef from Brazil that externalizes all the ecological impact. It's impossible for us to even track the chemicals that are put and dumped mm. into the crops that go after to, to, to cattle. But how about, do you, do you believe that, uh, I mean, can, can the uh, common agricultural policy be redirected to the right people in a sense? Is that the sense of from the, the, the farm to the fork? Is that the idea? And I, in my opinion, we should rethink completely, rethink common agricultural policy, the tools to support farmers and to put together our uh, objective to produce food, to put this in coherence with our trade agreement, because not the existence of trade agreement is a problem, because we are also exporters, not only importers. But uh, it's the uh, capacity to absorb these uh, uh, negotiations in, in trade agreements, and also the need of level playing field. We cannot ask uh, more uh, exigence to our uh, farmers and to accept uh, food yeah. production coming from outside, not respecting the same uh, level of uh, uh, exigence. So well, it's this uh, coherence, and we, we should put together uh, food production, 
with uh, environmental aspects, with uh, the development of our rural areas, and we should have this integrated in the same uh, policy. Now, we have some specific decisions for farmers in common agricultural policy. We have other decisions impacting farmers in environmental policy, other uh, in, in uh, trade uh, policies. If we uh, still lack coherence, we will lose on all the plans. So if I understand you well, gentlemen, it is about coherence and it's about rethinking this whole policy. But anyway, thank you very much for taking part in the show. Thank you for watching and do stay tuned to France 24.